welcome to Danny's Wonderful Podcast. It's been so long. Oh my goodness, I'm getting emotional. No, I'm just kidding, but it's been way too long. How have you guys been? Oh my gosh, I took a long break. And once you take a break from something, it's really hard to get back in the swing of things. And also, I was really busy, like, last week. How many episodes? I think I missed two episodes. I was really busy the first week, and then the second week, I just kind of was, like, out of the slum of it. And I was just like, uh, but I'm glad to be back. I don't know if you thought I'd be back, but I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Um... How was your day? Let's talk about it. Pause if you need more time. That was really so interesting. Like, that sounds like so, like, not genuine, but it was genuine. Like, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Even though I don't know what you're saying, at least I hope, like, me being interested in what you're saying makes you feel better. Especially if you had a bad day, I hope it gets better. I hope at least you being able to vent about it made you feel better. How was your week? I hope you said good. If not, I hope it gets better. I'm really hoping y'all have great weeks. I always want to see us all succeed and all we can all succeed together. I feel like people in the world feel like it's us, it's one person against everyone, and not everyone can succeed. And in some ways that might be true, but I we can all succeed and build each other up. We don't have to have any animosity towards anyone. If someone did you dirty, drop the animosity. I know it's hard, but Let's forgive and forget. Like, 2022, the year to just drop it, dead all the issues. Like, even if they don't like you, just leave it on them. Let them not like you and don't hold any animosity towards them. It's honestly, let them feel the anger and just let it go. Pretend as if there isn't any. Because there isn't any. Like, it's just like Megan said, any girl that's beefing with me from years ago is beefing by herself. Dead it. At least that on your end and let it just be gone and just feel so much better about it knowing that you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to care about it anymore. Don't put any energy into it because you're better than that and you don't need to be putting energy into that because I know that you do not need that unnecessary energy and you can do so much more with your time and you deserve to do so much more with your time. And I hope and I hope that you progress and become the person you want to be. If you're already the person you want to be, period, as you should be. But no matter what, even if you don't feel like you're the person that you want to be, you will be the person you want to be someday. And let's manifest it. I feel like I just went on a tangent, but I really just felt really passive, like passionate about that. Like, just let's leave the issues in the past. It's so useless. It gets no one anywhere. And you're no better than them. So, yeah. Let's move on to our next segment. If you have issues with someone, just beat that. It's still Black History Month. Anyways, also, preface, what you just heard right before this, I don't know what just happened. So, kill him with kindness. But it's Black History Month, and I've been away for two weeks, which is way too long. I wanted to do so much more. Maybe I've only gone one week. I don't know. I don't even know. But I wanted to do some Black History Month. Speak on some Black people who made an impact. But I'm going to do that now. But I lost so much time. But um, let's make up for it. So last week we did females. So I guess we'll do males this week. 
M, as you know, MLK, Martin Luther King Jr., a leader in the civil rights activist, a leader in civil rights, in, oh my goodness, I'm sorry. A leader in the civil rights movement in the mid-20th century, Martin Luther King Jr. is best remembered for advancing civil rights through nonviolence and civil disobedience. A man of Christian faith who was inspired by Indian freedom fighter Mahatma Gandhi's nonviolent activism. He was honored with the Nobel Peace Prize and for fighting racial inequality. And then let's get into Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, the king of soul Sam Cooke, is best remembered for his hits, A Change is Gonna Come, You Send Me, and Wonderful World. He began singing gospel as a child and later joined the Soul Steerers. He was shot and killed by a motel manager in Los Angeles. James Baldwin. James Baldwin, amongst the greatest writers of the 20th century and a leading literary voice in the civil rights movement, James Baldwin extensively explored issues like race, sexuality, and human humanity in his works. His best known work was included his date, includes his debut novel, Go Tell It on the Mountain, and his books of essays, Notes of a Native Son, and Nobody Knows My Name. W.E.B. Du Bois. W.E.B. Du Bois was an American civil rights activist, sociologist, and pan-Africanist. Du Bois played an instrumental role in fighting for full civil rights for people of color around the world. A co-founder of the National Association of Advancement of Colored People, Du Bois also played an important role as the leader of the Niagara Movement. Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran was an American civil activist and lawyer. Cochran played an important role in the acquittal of former football player O.J. Simpson in the connection with his murder of the later ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson. Cochran had also represented other celebrities like Michael Jackson, Sean Combs, Tupac Shakur, Snoop Dogg, Riddick Bowe, and Jim Brown, to name a few names. Fred Hampton. <clears throat> Fred Hampton was considered an activist and a revolutionary socialist working for social change. He was a deputy chairman of one of the National Black Panther Party. He founded the Rainbow Coalition, aiming to help the Chicago street gangs to end fighting. In fighting. The FBI considered him as the, a major threat, and he was shot and killed in December 1969 during a raid. Jesse Jackson. Civil rights activist and politician Jesse Jackson, father of former U.S. Representative Jesse Jackson Jr., is also a Baptist minister. He has been a shadow of U.S. Senator from the District of Columbia and established organizations that merged into one nonprofit, Rainbow Slash Push. He also hosted CNN, both sides with Jesse Jackson. Medgar Evers. American civil rights activist Medgar Evers was the NAACP field secretary at Mississippi State. He also served the U.S. Army during World War II. He worked towards securing vote, voting rights for all and to end racial segregation. He was assassinated by Brian De La, De La Beckworth in 1963. Stockley Carmichael. Stokely Carmichael was a significant part of American civil rights movement. 
and the worldwide Pan-African movement. He was associated with the Black Panther Party and the All-African People's Revolutionary Party. The Black Power Movement leader later adopted the name Quain Toure and traveled extensively through Africa. Paul Robinson. Singer and actor Paul Robinson was as much known for his music and films as he was his political activism. As a Black man who had to endure great difficulties to establish himself, he was actively involved in the civil rights movement and other social justice campaigns. As a performer, he was a major figure in the Harlem Resonance. Benjamin Banneker. Benjamin Banneker was born to a free African-American mother and a former slave father and was largely left largely self-educated. While he showed immense talent in both mathematics and astronomy, having predicted a solar eclipse with precision, he also wrote essays on civil rights and rallied against slavery. I got all my information from the famouspeople.com slash black minus civil minus rights minus activisms.php. I hope you enjoyed that segment and that was some black history. The more you know. Hello, welcome, and here's some ASMR. Hello, welcome to the next segment. We're gonna be doing Am I the Butthole? And you heard that right, we're, today I have a guest. Introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Marco. Woo! Clap, 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 claps, woo! Okay, today we'll be doing, as I said, Am I the Butthole? So I'll be reading them and we'll be giving our opinions and thoughts. Okay. This one says, am I the butthole for making my coworkers think I'm married? Hello, I, 32 female, have been working at a law firm for six years. My high school sweetheart, Jay, died at age 40, 24. Before he died, he had proposed. I said yes. I was so struck with grief that I could never bring myself to take off the ring he gave me. Around two years ago, I finally moved on and chose to adopt a girl, L. Everyone at the firm assumes I'm married due to the ring and kid. One of my coworkers, C, apparently had a crush on me. 
I invited a group of friends from work over for my birthday and and they all asked about my husband. I told them how he passed and it was just me and my daughter. They were all a bit shocked but didn't say more, except for C. He lost it and said, so you've been, just been lying to us for all these years? I can't believe you, and stormed out. He didn't show up for a day when, and when he returned, he didn't even look me in the eye. A few coworkers asked me to apologize, but I just don't think I need to. I'm just wondering if I'm the butthole. Um, what do you think? No. You don't no. think really? I think they are. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Well, okay, I was gonna say like they didn't really do anything wrong. Like it wasn't. It's not that big of a deal. Spill like it really wasn't that deep. Like yeah, <laughs> he's that mad <laughs> over a crush. Anyways, on to the next story. That one was a quickie one. Okay. Would I be the butthole if I didn't attend my daughter's wedding? Ooh, this one's a long one. Ooh, that's oh, okay. My male 48... My... Oh, okay. Me, male 48, my wife, Samantha, female 43, and I adopted our daughter, Cassandra, female 22, when she was four months old. Her bio mom, female 38, was a junkie who wanted to get an abortion before her parents got involved and made her keep it. We provided Cassandra with a nice life in a well-off town, and she even attended a private school. After me and Samantha divorced due to me meeting my new wife, Ashley, female 35, almost 10 years ago, Cassandra went through a bit of a rebellious phase. That continued until she was about 16. I feared she was going to end up like her birth mom, but between the divorce and welcoming a new child, my hands were tied, so I sent her to live with her grandparents. What I didn't know is that her bio mom lived in the same town as my former in-laws, and somehow Cassandra got in touch with her. They became close, and Cassandra even skipped Ashley's birthday one year to go on vacation with her bio mom. I hated how close they got, especially knowing the bio mom's past, so I moved Cassandra back in with us but she moved right after graduation. My ex doesn't mind the relationship between the bio mom and she isn't trying to replace her, but it's pretty close. Now onto the conflict. Cassandra is getting married to Aiden, male 34, and I'm supposed to pay for the entire thing, which I have no problem doing. However, when I found out that her bio mom was going to be a maid of honor after my ex declined, I lost it. She literally gave up and wanted her to abort her. And now she's acting like they're best friends. My wife has been an amazing mother figure to Cassandra, and the fact that she's choosing some random addict over her is disgusting. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to not pay for the wedding. I love my daughter, and I want her to be happy. But I decided not to attend the wedding as it pains me and my wife to see her bio mom taking my wife's place as a second mother figure. My son, male twenty, tells me I'm going. I'm being a bleep, a pee pee. What do you think? This is a good one. That was really good. Um, did he say he was um, going to pay for it still? Yeah, he said he's still going to pay for it, just not attend. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm going to have to say he's not an I, a-hole. I think he is, but I think it's unacceptable to be the a-hole in this situation. Okay, yeah. I just feel like, because like, he's being so butthurt, but I get it. Like If you went through all this, like... You would care so much, like you've done so much for her, and you feel like she's low key betraying you. But I don't know. That was a good one. Okay, on to the next one. 
would I be the butthole if I cut my daughter's hair? Ooh. <laughs> I, 32 male, have a primary custody of my daughter, for female, and she's constantly telling me she wants short hair. She hates having to deal with her long hair. She has a friend with short hair, and she tells me she wants it that way. I don't have a problem with it. It's her hair, and it grows back. But her mom... We, anyways, but her mom, 29 female, keeps saying no and spending her time with our daughter every other week and convincing her that she wants to keep her hair long by saying things like, Elsa has long hair, then putting it in braids and not brushing them out before she goes to bed. So she ends up with all sorts of knots. Would I be the a-hole if I just got her hair cut to see what my daughter thinks? Edit, daughter has has had a trim before. Mother was warned, was not happy. It's also... It's also not always the most cooperative environment. There's a big chance of, daddy cut off your your long hair. Now you can't have an Elsa braid to make our daughter upset and resent me. Edit. Thanks to everyone. I really appreciate everyone's input. I got some ideas for the situation too, which I had not thought of. I'm going to talk it over with my daughter again soon and make sure it's still definitely something she wants to do and get it done. I think if he cut his daughter hair, he's not the butthole. I mean, it grows back and she clearly seems to want it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. Am I the butthole? I'm just going to say am I the a-hole. Am I the a-hole for calling my friend an idiot for wanting a maternity test? Ooh. Wait, over? He said, am I the a-hole for calling my friend an idiot for wanting a maternity test? Okay. My friend Dan recently found out he might be a father. I say might because the girl's been having an on and off a relationship with Kara with Kara is she is pregnant and he's not sure if he's the dad she offered to get a paternity test once the baby is born and doesn't expect any kind of support until they find out if the baby is his he's on board with that and appreciates that she's not pushing him into fatherhood if the baby isn't his the issue is that he was talking to me about it he also said he wants to get a maternity test done to make sure the baby is hers what Kara is visibly pregnant we, uh, we know she's pregnant because she did a maternity photo shoot and posted on social media. <clears throat> so it's obvious she's not faking being pregnant. We've both seen her in person too, and she's most definitely pregnant. However, Dan believes that the baby might not be hers. I tried to explain to him that that's not how biology works, and unless she got an embryo implanted in her, then she's definitely the mother. She's a waitress and works minimum wage tips, so I doubt she has the money to afford an embryo implantation. Plus, it's ridiculous to think that she'd do all that just to baby trap a guy who's unemployed and living with his parents at 32. Plus, he's never donated sperm. He's genuinely convinced that baby might not biologically be hers, despite not only me, his mom, and our other friends explaining that's not how baby slash pregnancy works. He's still insisting on, a, insisting on a maternity test and told me that I was being ridiculous and that I'm not the one who doesn't understand biology, despite me studying to be an autopsy pathologist with which has required quite literally years of biology classes. I got fed up and called him senseless idiot and told him to call me when he gets his head screwed back on straight. Ever since then, he's been spamming my phone and has gotten a couple of our friends to spam me as well, telling me I'm being insensitive and he's distressed about possibly being a dad. So am I the a-hole for calling my friend an idiot? He deserved it. No, exactly. He's so stupid. Anyway, <laughs> okay. The next one. Let's see. Okay, 
Am I the a-hole for refusing to sign anything while my eyes are blindfolded? Ever since I got out of the hospital for chronic problems, my husband has been trying, introducing me to some games every evening. One game used to be about doing things while my eyes are blindfolded involving puzzles, Ruby, Rubik's cubes, shaped objects, etc. We take turns to do it just for environment. Just a couple of days ago, he's been trying to get me to sign papers while wearing a blindfold. I refuse to do it because he never lets me take a look at what I'm signing, neither before or after. He says that he's just trying to see if I could leave the same signature every time I sign. But I couldn't help but feel uncomfortable. I told him I don't want to play this game unless unless, and until he shows me the papers first. He said, never mind then, and stop bringing it up. Last night, he tried to convince me to give it a try and even volunteered to go first. I asked if he was going to show me what I was going to sign. And he made a face and said, no, it's the rules and I should respect them. I refused and he kept on about how I keep acting worried and suspicious for no reason. He said, I clearly don't trust him. And he was hurt by finding out that are now after everything we've been through, that I don't trust him after everything we've been through. We had an argument and I told him to drop it and not bring it up again, period. He was mad despite saying it was no big deal. He was obviously upset with me and kept talking about how I don't trust him and that I was out of the line to assume or suspect anything from him. I might be paranoid, but I couldn't help it. I do not think I was the a-hole to him after he was stood by my side when my own family didn't even visit. Um, I don't think he's the I don't think they're the a-hole. What about you? The the wife, right? Yeah. Think? yeah, the wife. She, sorry. Yeah, he, he's kind of a weirdo, so I'm going to say she's not the a-hole. Yeah, like, clearly he's doing some weird stuff if he wants her to sign papers without her eyes. Like, come on. Yeah, like, yeah, it's so suspicious. Okay. Am I the a-hole for refusing to kiss my husband's wound? Ooh. Throw away for Wait, privacy. What? They said, am I the a-hole for refusing to kiss my husband's wound? background whenever my nine-year-old son gets injured or hurt i normally kiss the injured area as a way to comfort him and make the pain go away i also use it as a source of strength and he certainly sees it this way i do not kiss the skin directly but after i cover the injured area obviously my 35 year old husband got into an accident and had an injured injury a wound on the left part of his chest he has zero pain tolerance but he takes medication for it the other day, I was helping change his wound dressing and clean up the wound. Before I could place the new wound dressing, he asked me to kiss it. I refused. I just didn't. It just didn't feel right. His wound was still fresh, and there was already antibiotic ointment applied there, so I just didn't want to do it. He insisted, and I kept declining. He then got mad and said that I do it with my son. Why not him? I suggested that we let it go and proceed to apply the new wound dressing. He stopped me and went along. He went on a long vent about why I don't care about him and that I clearly feel grossed out by him to not want to kiss his wound. I thought that was silly. I told him to let me finish changing the wound dressing, but he started arguing and had me leave the room. I left and kept sulking for the rest of the night. He told my son that mommy doesn't love daddy and does not want to kiss his wound so he could get better. I was floored. My son actually came at me for upsetting my husband and just made me feel bad all around. I kept thinking that I caused the situation and should have just done what he wanted me to do instead of creating the tension in the house. So what do you think? I think that's so embarrassing. He got his son involved. He 
he's the a-hole oh my god he's so weird spill he wants to be so bad oh my god it's so weird that's kind of weird he's such a weirdo okay Ooh. okay am i the butthole am i the a-hole for treating my stepdaughter like a baby air quotes around like a baby I truly have no idea if I'm in the wrong here or not. Me, 35 or 39 stepdaughter, my 39 female stepdaughter, May, female 20, recently came to live with me and my husband, 38 male. She moved to the States to live with her boyfriend, but the relationship didn't work, so she came to live with us. She was raised in another country and her mom wouldn't let her stay here for long periods of time, so I never got the chance to actually get close to her until now. Um, okay. Where was I? Okay, okay. But we always got along well. Now on to the issue. My husband and her are not on close terms, and my husband travels a lot because of work. I work from home, so obviously I get to spend more time with her. She is not staying here for free. She helps with some of the bills, food, and whatever she can. I have my own opinion on this, but not my child, and she doesn't seem to care about it. But as I said, I do spend time with her and we grew kind of close. Just like her, I also moved to the States when I was young and I know it w- I was scared and felt alone. May has mentioned this too. Plus her breakup. She also had a few mental issues. It's obviously been hard on her. So I try understanding, but my husband thinks I'm too soft on her. It all got worse two days ago when May got sick. I had, I had to pick her up from work because she didn't feel safe driving herself home which I find a very responsible choice. Before picking her up, I made her bed so she could just come home and rest. I never do this, but she had left in a hurry this morning and she was sick. No, it's not the virus. She was really thankful for it and it literally took me less than 10 minutes. I have also been keeping an eye on her as she really doesn't feel good. When I told my husband about this, he flipped out. He started screaming about how I need to stop treating May as a baby, how she is an adult and that she should be able to take care of herself how she only has a stomach bug, and how I'm too soft on her. Again, making her bed took less than 10 minutes. Having to pick her up didn't interrupt my day in any way. He is really upset at me and barely been talking to me or her. I don't feel like anything real bad, but but he is her dad, and maybe I'm stepping up too much. At this point, I don't really know. Am I the a-hole? No. Literally, why is he getting all up in her business when it has nothing to concern him? Yeah, for real, Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, I think this is going to be the last one. All right. Okay. Where did it just go? Okay. Am I the a-hole for touching my t- wife's tampon box? Seems like a pretty petty fight, but my wife is mega pissed with me right now. I was, reor- I was reorganizing the storage room the other day and came across a tampon box. The box was being kept with some cleaning products in the cabinet, so I removed it and put it on the top of the counter so I could clean out the cabinet. I resumed cleaning and put everything back except for the tampon box. I thought it didn't belong there, so I put it inside the bedroom and left it there. At 1 p.m., my wife got home, went to the storage room, then came back freaking out asking if I was there earlier. I said yes. I reorganized and cleaned the storage room, and she got upset asking about her tampon box. I told her, relax, it's in the bedroom inside one of the drawers. She rushed into the bedroom, stayed there for a few minutes, and came back yelling at me for touching her stuff. I asked what she meant by touching her stuff. I was just cleaning and came around, came across the tampon box, which I had no idea why I was there in the first place. She berated me about touching her stuff, no matter if it was 
no matter if it is so she won't have to go looking for it. Then she said, I should have just left it as it is, which to me was ridiculous because she did not need it right then. So what was the big deal? She got irritated and called me an a-hole for arguing with her and about it when I'm in the wrong. I said, no, I don't think that I did justifies her yelling at me. It's not like I threw the box away. She argued then, she argued some and then stormed off and is still upset about it till this very hour. I get that she's big on privacy, not having her stuff touched, but I think she overreacted. Am I the butthole here? No, she definitely overreacted. Spill, I feel like I understand having privacy and I understand that she wanted to keep her stuff in a space that she didn't want anyone touching, but she just she just used it as an excuse to blow up on him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining me on my podcast today. Everyone give a round of applause for Marco. Woo! Did you have fun? I... No. <laughs> he means yes. <laughs> That's the end of my podcast. Let's say bye on three. One, two, three. Bye.